In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Veronica Ferguson, who's got an incredible healing testimony to share with us today. Welcome to the program, Veronica. How are you? Great, Matt. Thanks a lot. Now, tell us a bit about your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in a place called Corrion. It's in the foothills of the Snowy Mountains, uh, just on the Victorian side of the Murray River. And uh, what was uh, life like for you? Were you? Did you have a religious family? Or? I grew up in uh, a Catholic church. Uh, mm-hmm. Both my parents were Catholic. And probably when I was about 18, my mother um, started attending a Baptist church and had, I guess, what people term a born-again experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, she actually gave me a Bible for my 18th birthday. And I remember thinking, oh, gee, gee thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she told me to start reading the New Testament. And I thought, well, it's a book. You start you start from the start and mm-hmm. so I started reading Genesis and, and got stuck in a genealogy and, and there my Bible sat for uh, a few years on the shelf Yeah. until uh, probably was at university I would have been about 22 and I, I started, uh, started picking it up and I, I started reading the New Testament and it mm-hmm. really started to speak to me and at that time I was actually living in a house with other students so I was at uh, University of Queensland and one of the students there actually read tarot cards and um, I had some unusual experiences, which I, I won't go into detail here because we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, suffice to say, I discovered there's a spiritual realm. Right. And uh, I needed Jesus in my life really quick. <laughs> and was there a big transformation in your life then? Uh, yeah, I'm, I guess, see, I'd always believed in God and I'd always believed in Jesus, uh, but I, I had, didn't have the revelation that you could have a relationship with him. And I guess at that point, that's when I started that. In all honesty, uh, I actually used to drive up Mount Kusa. There's a little um, picnic table up there that looked out over a valley, and mm-hmm. I used to sit there and talk to God. And I did a start attending a church at the same time as well. And uh, you were initially pursuing studies in veterinary science, mm-hmm. but then you became involved in Christian radio in 1995. Mm-hmm. And there was a radio program I used to love all the time. I used to listen to it called The Reality Zone. You become ah, a part of the team. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What was your involvement with uh, Christian Radio? What, what was your role in that program? Okay, well, I actually met uh, the creators of the Reality Zone, uh, Pencil Burn and Wally Hollis, back when I was actually volunteering with uh, what is now Light FM in Melbourne. It used to be called Triple Seven. Yeah. And they were doing their test broadcasts. And uh, probably the, a year later, I was actually doing a commercial broadcasting course at Swinburne, and I started volunteering with the Reality Zone. And Pencil and Wally were due to finish up with Transworld Audio. And head back to America, so Pencil kind of earmarked me to to take over from him, mm-hmm. as uh, directing that program. Did you ever work with Dan Lyons? He was the host for a while, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Uh, most of the time, like Pencil used to go pick up Dan from from the airport and bring him in, and he would yep. do his voiceovers. And yes, obviously, when I was there, that was part of my job to go pick him up from the airport. And, uh, great talent, great voice. Yeah, I used to work with Dan many years ago, and he's still in radio, which is good to hear. Yeah. Now, the next part of your story, uh, you know, you, you're living in the beautiful uh, Sunshine Coast right now, where you, you're a, you're part of a, a great church, and you're doing a master's in social work and diploma in Christian ministry and counselling. You're doing all these kind of things. But you've got an incredible healing testimony. Do you want to tell us about that? 
Yeah, well, healing is really my passion. Um, and I'd had an experience, I guess, when I was 26 in 1996, and I used to get really bad migraines. Uh, it would also affect my eyesight, and I had a, a chronic neck pain in, in, in my neck. It made it very hard to turn my head. And I had a revelation. I actually came across two books, and they talked about Jesus having taken our infirmities and borne our diseases based on Isaiah 53, verse 5, and that by his stripes we're healed. And, and I'd never heard anything about healing in that way before, but I just had a revelation that it was a gift. And like any gift, it's not yours until you reach out and receive it and take it for yourself. So I prayed a prayer receiving it, and I actually got worse over the next few days, but I, I'd had the revelation, so I held on in faith. And uh, on about the third day, I just felt God speak to me, just stop all that and just start worshipping me. And so I started worshipping him, and, and within seconds I was instantly healed. And uh, I didn't have another sickness at all for not, uh, the next four years. I didn't even have a cold. But in that time, I'd let a lot of doubt and unbelief creep into my heart in the area of healing. And um, I was in a little country town going to a church that you know, really wasn't into healing. And uh, when I turned 30, I basically had a condition where the skin of my face started to burn. And I also have started having a lot of trouble breathing. And uh, I used to do a lot of running and cycling and, and stopped all that. And the burning continued. It basically, it felt like someone had applied a burning hot iron to either side of my face. That's Ooh. the only way I can describe it. Yeah. It was intense. It made sleeping extremely difficult. And uh, just regular life became very hard. You know, I'd go out to a restaurant or a shopping centre or, or, or to church or to work. And it actually felt that there was pressure in my head. Um, it actually caused blood vessels to pop. So it was pretty extreme. It didn't look pretty. <laughs> it wasn't a good look at all. And um, I eventually had a couple of operations, and uh, I was just getting worse and worse, and got to the point that at this stage, uh, three years down the track, I was working at Transworld Radio. Um, Pencil had gone back to America. The board of Transworld Radio was very concerned that I wasn't going to be able to do my job. And so I really had to get to the place I had seven days and seven nights of no sleep at one point. Oh, and dear. it was that bad. And uh, I got to the point where, God, I can't do this anymore. I need your help. And I started to seek him for revelation. You know, I'd had a lot of prayer for healing. It wasn't happening for me. Um, I was actually starting to get quite cynical. I felt like the next person who offers to pray for me for healing, I felt like slapping them out. You know, it's just not happening. And so I started seeking him for revelation, and I started praying the prayer that Paul prays in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 1 verse 17, that God would give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that he would flood the eyes of my heart with his light, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I started praying for a God-given gut revelation of Isaiah 53 verse 5, by his stripes we are healed. I had felt God start to prompt me to walk it out in faith and it's like wow you know the last time that happened things got worse before they got better so I knew I really it had to be revelation deep inside of me in order to do that and you've recently uh, I mean I know you've got a CD series uh, that you've released with some good teaching and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff on healing how did you get inspired to do that okay uh, what happened for me was so it was in 2001 I got sick in 1997 I'd had a year of what I need I can only describe as visions and dreams. And I had a vision, and it was Jesus, and he was on the cross, but the cross was underwater. It was like he was lying on a creek bed. And it was an open vision, and I said, Jesus, if that is you, would you open your eyes and look at me? And he did. And the next thing, he was rising up out of the water, and like a crown of victory forming around his head. 
Then he's further away from me and I see his face start to distort like someone just going through the most intense pain. It was so horrific. It was worse than any horror movie I've seen. And I thought, this can't be God. This is too horrific to look at. And so I knew if something wasn't God, you'd call on Jesus. And so I did. I called on his name. And the vision left. Now, from behind, this is going to sound a bit weird. This was, this was new for me too. From behind, these two hands came and rested on either shoulder as if to comfort me. Yeah. And then they left. And now I prayed for insight and revelation into that. And I shared it. Actually, the church was, I was attending at the time. And someone shared with me out of Luke 12, verse 50, Jesus talks about his crucifixion as a baptism. He says, I have a baptism to be baptized with and how I'm constrained Mm -hmm. until I've been baptized. So that made sense of the water, uh, but nothing about the rest of that vision. Well, fast forward, it's uh, September 2003, and I'm starting to seek God for revelation into the area of healing. And one of the things I used to do to try to cool my face down in the evening uh, was go out walking. And I was out walking this one evening, and I, I hear, hear Jesus start to speak to me. And he says, do you remember that vision where you saw my face? And I said, yes. He said, do you remember that pain you saw on my face? I said, yes. He said, that was the pain with which I took your sicknesses as mm. well as your sins. Wow. So it was a very impacting moment for me. Um, it's one thing to read those w- words in a page by his stripes, we are healed. It's another thing to have revelation. And, and that, that gave me the revelation and basically from that moment, step by step, he taught me. I'd wake up in the morning and it'd be a scripture. Uh, the, the, the initial one he gave to me was, look away from the Lord, all that would distract to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Um, it was quite a, a tough and a challenging journey. And at one point, things did get worse before they got better. But once I'd had that revelation, um, once you have the revelation that something is yours in Christ, that it's your spiritual inheritance, then you will actually... I guess it talks in the scripture about getting violent in the spirit, you know. Um, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. But you don't get violent over something you think just might be yours. So once I had that revelation, I was able to actually stand in faith and and walk it out. Uh, And as I said, it was all scripturally based. I'd wake up in the morning and and bang, there was a scripture. Uh, One of the key ones at the start was, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty before God for the destruction of strongholds and the casting down of imaginations and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. And so I realized I had to actually exalt the truth of God's word, the truth of what Christ had done for me. I had to exalt it above my circumstance. And as I did that over and over again, both healing came to pass. If you listen to the CDs, you'll discover it was a bit more complex and quite more drawn out than that. But uh, it was all scripturally based, based on the truth that he did take our infirmities and he bore our diseases on the cross. So how long did you suffer from this skin condition and when did you receive your healing? Okay, I had it for five years all up. Um, it was about three years when the faith journey started for me. And the whole faith journey was, it was just under two years. Now, that might seem like a long time to people. And uh, if they listen to my testimony, they will find out at one point I actually had also 24-hour nerve pain up and down one arm and yellow blisters Ooh. fully covering one arm. It was, it was, it was a battle. <laughs> God actually showed me I actually had a spirit of infirmity coming against me, which was a new experience for me. Um, my background was in science, and I used to read Smith Wigglesworth's teachings, and he would talk about some sicknesses being caused by a spirit, and I would read that and go, mm, I'm not sure about that. So it was a new experience for me. Um, but what I learned is that God was not holding out on me. Mm. 
that healing was mine and as I stood in faith, you know, it talks in Ephesians, Paul says, and having done all, stand. Yeah. You know, there is a, there is a place of perseverance and endurance. It says in Hebrews that we inherit the promises through faith and patience. And very few of us like the patience part. I was talking to someone once who said, surely if God wanted me well, you know, he would heal me instantly. And it's true, as, as Jesus walked the earth, that people were healed instantly. And more and more that is happening today. But it also says that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Mm. And you only need a sword if you're in a battle. Yeah. It's like when, when God told uh, the Israelites to go in and possess the land that he had promised to them. It was their land. He had promised it to them, but they still had some battles to fight, to fight in order to claim it for themselves. Is there, oh, is there photos on your website? Is there? There isn't actually. You no. know, in all honesty, I, I actually got rid of one. Yeah, <laughs> that was a seriously bad, bad look. It was kind of puffed up and red, and yeah. And um, I was believing in faith, and I actually could not remember what I looked like, and. I actually wrote to Margaret Court during this time. Margaret Court has a book where she talks about uh, she was healed of a torn heart valve. Um, she walked it out in faith and was healed within six months. Mm. And I wrote to her and her personal assistant wrote back to me and said something to me that was very key. And it was, everything happens in the spiritual realm first. And it was true. If you look at Ephesians 1 verse 3, it says, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly in Christ. And one of the things she told me to do was actually get a photo of what I looked like before <laughs> and, actually, and actually look at that. So I did, I did destroy all the photos, but, <laughs> but I do have some testimonies on my website of both my former boss and also some friends who, who knew me during that time who saw me and can attest to the fact that I did have a bright red puffed up face. <laughs> and what do you do for work nowadays? Uh, I'm currently completing a Master of Social Work. Um, but really my passion and what God's put on my heart, his word to me during that season was tell my people I want them well. Mm. And my response to him at the time was, okay, if you open the doors, I'll walk through it. Uh, I put my testimony onto CD when I was living in Russia. I taught English in Russia during 2005. And when I got back to Australia, he spoke to me to develop it into a teaching series uh, for very... For, for very for various reasons that took a while to do, but now it's completed. And so I'm just seeking him for, for doors and avenues to actually get the message out there. Because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hurting people out there. I understand what it's like to think... I understand what it's like to wonder if you'll ever know a life apart from disease. You know, it's... I think having a terminal illness is a shocking thing. But having an illness that you see no end to, that you're just having to live with day in, day out, is, is also a terrible thing. Mm. And um, uh, my, my surgeon basically got to the point where he had no idea what was going on. He'd made an appointment with an immunologist for me. So you can see no end to it. There is, you see no hope. You see no life apart from this disease. It says in Psalm 27, David says, I would have despaired unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so that's, that's uh, one of the reasons that I guess it's important to get this message out there is that there is hope. And it's, uh, the desire of God is to birth this hope in people and to birth a revelation of the truth of his word in this area. 
I'm not saying it's easy. It wasn't easy walking it out in faith. It was actually at times quite difficult. There is a process to renewing your mind according to God's word and according to his truth, according to his character, renewing your mind to the fact that, that he is good and his desires for you are good. There's a process to that, particularly when you've been sick for a long time. Well, it's an amazing story of healing and uh, so inspired to hear about this website and your teaching series. The website is godshealingtruth.org. Veronica Ferguson, thanks for joining us today. I reckon you're a history maker. God bless. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.